everybody and welcome to another Bang Bang Podcast Christmas Cracker. Um, as you'll know by now, uh, every day during December up until the 24th, uh, up to and including the 24th, actually, we're releasing these special little Christmas episodes uh, with some favourites of the show that have been on a few times and we get to get them on to have a chat about uh, one of their favourite matches and a few Christmas chit-chat bollocks that sort of thing obviously Steve's not appearing on any of these shows as he's completely against the concept of these uh, special episodes for some reason I'm not really sure why um, I, I didn't miss what old bastard that's why probably um, but yeah so the regular shows are still out in the very this sort of time period as well so there's plenty of other stuff if you don't like christmas stuff you can listen to steve fart in, in the basement of a pub yeah so um yeah look out for those shows as well um this episode is uh i'm honored to be joined by uh one of the uh, one of the most frequent visitors to this uh this neck of the woods now it is christmas and we all think of a uh, a jolly, a jolly man that comes to the, comes to visit uh, and unloads his sack in our uh, living room. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, we haven't got Santa Claus with us, but we have got Dan Griffin. Good evening, Dan. You've been talking to Rob again, haven't you, about when I've stayed over at his on his sofa bed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great to be here, mate. Merry Christmas. Of course. Like, as I probably, I probably said this in every episode we've done, but we're actually quite close to Christmas this year instead of doing it in the summer. Still feels wrong to say in Bastard November, though. Mm. Uh, but yeah, pleasure, pleasure to be here as always, mate. It's been a little bit, hasn't it? I think last time, only the times I've spoke to you recently like this have been on uh, on that Marty and Fitch show that you get blamed oh, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, Morty's doing one of these as well, so he'll be appearing in, in this little uh, this little time period. But yeah, I, I think we were going to do a show in the summer until my brain dropped out through university work. So, uh, but um. Uh, yeah, you've been on a few times, but I think it was last summer, like last year, the last time you were actually on. So, yeah, because well, we were going to do we were going to do one in the summer, weren't we? You'd, you'd, yeah. You'd give me a bunch of options uh, to avoid me picking a cane match or a card with a cane match on it. So I picked the card with the cane match on it that you didn't notice. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do um, we're going to do Beast in the East, weren't we? Yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. It's a real shame as well, because I've got a great story about when I watched that originally when I was hanging out my ass in Benidorm and scared the shit out of uh, out of housekeeping staff. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that next summer. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, long story short, I, I scared the shit out of her because she didn't know I, I was there. I was right. watching Beast in the East on the toilet and I just rocked out into the room in my underpants. Yeah. And, you know, me being the size I am, pretty much blocked her only means of escape. And she got a bit scared because I started her and I had to like quickly bustle back into the toilet and not look like a rapist. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange experience watching wrestling abroad, isn't it? Because um, I remember a couple of times when I was in Portugal in 2003, I think it was. Was it Albuquerque? It was our, every, everybody goes up a fair, don't they, in Portugal? Yeah, that's where um, I, we, we ended up watching wrestling on our kids' stag day when we were out there. <laughs> yeah. One of the bars had Smackdown on. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably the same bar. So me and the old man were in the bar, and it was the night that um, Kane set Jim Ross on fire. What an episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were watching that, and I think many people in the bar were wrestling fans. So the fact that there was a man being set on fire on, on TV mm. uh, was quite interesting. And then I, I told the story a few times on the show. I was in, in South Africa staying in a hostel on the outskirts of uh, oh, Johannesburg. Yeah. There's nobody else there apart from me and all the uh, young black kids that were working there, and they're all crowded around the TV, very excited. And I went That's to see what they were looking fans. at, and they were <laughs> the Gene Snitsky, yeah, yeah, the Gene Snitsky fan club. Uh, well, came back recently on, uh, yeah. on the episode of Raw. Turned off, yeah, yeah. Um, but mate, so uh, any particular highlights from the year in regards to wrestling from your end? Uh, oh, let me have a think. Um, well, the meetups, to be honest. We had, the big, we had the big meet up in January in Leeds where I nearly killed myself with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, fell asleep through an entire Rumble match. It was it was really good day. It was nice to see everybody after uh, after it all met up at Cardiff. Um, yeah, I had uh, a swing down to London for Money in the Bank to meet up with uh, Millwall Chris and Scottish Danny. It was good to see them boys. Um, been to a load of local shows, you know, with with UTT Rob and uh, Wrestling Jeebus and a and a few others, and I got to do the. Uh, I got to do the impact tour. 
uh, oh, yeah, first course, one yeah. in like eight years. Big Impact fan. They did uh, did three cities in three days: Glasgow, Newcastle, Coventry. Um, so uh, Simi um, was did the first two shows with Lauren. Went to see my buddy Tack, who, who you'd met in Cardiff, but I yep. probably don't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just been a lot of good times with the friends. Impact's been quality. I've, I've kind of fallen off with everything else. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, just just the social side of it, really. And yeah. We've got another one coming up, which oh, yeah. is hopefully going to be less carnage, but let's be fair, we, we, we only ever grow old, we don't ever grow up. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, the chances of being less, being less carnage are probably, uh, yeah, slim. I, I, um, we covered uh, in a in a show leading up to this uh, Impact pay per view from 2004. I've actually listened to a lot of um, Jeff Jarrett stuff about the way oh, Impact sorry. started and that sort of thing, and uh, I think I've I've I'm softening towards <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Oh, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the propaganda. <laughs> Well, I'm still trying to get Dave Mercer to give you his phone number. You won't do it, though. So. <laughs> I don't want it. I'd never use it. I've got nothing to say to the man. I think nothing. he's got his Skype address. So I could probably get... <laughs> I could probably... Halfway through this, if you want... I could try and Skype uh, Jeff Jarrett and see if he answers. But, uh, that thing is, it, the whole Jeff, Jeff Jarrett thing, it is a fully irrational hatred. Like, yeah. it, like logically, he's, he's a perfectly serviceable wrestler. Should he have yeah. been a top guy as much as he was? There's probably a bit of politics at play, but he, 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 he really couldn't do a lot worse than having him as like a mid-card champion, you know, for like when he's IC title run and stuff like that, yeah. or a US title in WCW. But for some reason, he just makes my asshole itch. I don't mind him in AEW as well. He doesn't really do much. He's just kind of hanging it. around. It. Um, I, I mean, if they're treating him a bit like Sting, you know, sp- use him sparingly in a tag team. For a bit yeah. of a nostalgia pop, then fine. I, I know he went over Eddie Kingston, which I wasn't happy about. No, but that was yeah, that was extenuating circumstances, kind of. Uh, but no, fucking, he's fucking bollocks is what it was. He's on the show most weeks, to be honest, which is <laughs> slightly worrying, really, isn't it? Uh, I tell you what, but, Jeff Jarrett wouldn't draw seven hundred people to the walk at home in Newcastle. I can tell you that much. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um, so uh, yeah, well yeah, it's been a, been a reasonable year wrestling wise, I think, and it is good to see Impact, and I do like the old TNA name, so it's good to see that coming it's back. Coming back, guess, yeah. yeah, it's coming back. Kill. And, is Challenge, uh, Challenge TV still a thing? Can we get it back on that? I, I don't think it is, but it should be resurrected just so we can have um, Bullseye followed by Impact on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. I'd take it. I'd love it. But bring back the wrestling channel, well, right? Yeah. Yeah, or oh, Bravo. You're setting, yourself, you're setting yourself up for these segues, though, mate, because um, one of the latest TNA signees is in the match we're covering tonight. He is, yeah, yeah. And we'll get we'll get to the the wrestling part, which everybody obviously is tuned in for in a minute. Um, nobody gives a fuck about that. Nobody gives a fuck about No. <laughs> in, uh, on, on our most recent recording, um, down at Sydney and Eden, obviously go and check out the guys at Sydney and Eden, Bottles and Books. I've not done that on any of these shows, to be honest, but I'm recording these shows in my house, so I don't feel I need to uh, praise uh, Sydney and Eden for, for where I'm doing this show. But um, but but more importantly, I hear that you're having uh, Christmas drinks around it. Uh, what's the name of your bar in the back garden? The Griffin. The Griffin, yeah. 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 And um, for some reason, you've invited uh, three wrestlers which seems like yeah. an odd choice to me, but um, but fair enough. Everybody's uh, each to their own. So uh, who's uh, who's the first who's the first person turning up at the Griffin? Well, you want somebody from the wrestling world who can who can tell a story and and you know have a bit of a bit of chat, and that's what all mine are based on. So my first guest is Bobby Heenan. Okay, yeah, he's been quite a frequent uh, attendee yeah. to these parties. Yeah, I, I knew I've decided not to go incredibly original with these uh, with that first pick at all because Bobby would just be. Awesome to talk to, just bend his ear over, over a few beers for a few hours. Yeah. Um, bit left field for the second one. My second guess, along the same lines, likes a beer, good chat, likes a good game of cards, smoke a cigar. May Young. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she's just had such a mental life. Yeah. Like getting in bar fights with blokes and beating them up in the, you know, in the, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever yeah. it was, and, and, and all that. And, <laughs> up to an accused, up to and including being accused of uh, uh, of murder. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, she, yeah, she, she lived a life. Yeah, there's a lot to pick her brains about there. Yeah. And I was a bit torn on the last one because I wanted to pick Les Kelly. Mm-hmm. But he was a notoriously grumpy bastard outside of the ring. Okay, right. And a bit of a dour, sort of miserable bloke. But yeah. I, need, I needed to have a bit of re- British representation on the show. So I'm going to pick the most entertaining wrestler that I know. A guy I know pretty well, uh, Wing Commander Nash. Okay, yeah. He's still yeah. an active wrestler. He's just... Yeah. I've talked to the guy a lot. He's just fucking hysterical. Um, yeah, that, that, those three would be a good mix. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, when he's on with you guys, he's amazing. Yeah, and um, uh, what is it? Uh, Gary. <laughs> Gary, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's got Gary and Rodney. Yeah, yeah. But Gary's the one that presents his anus. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see more of Wing Commander Nash, head over to twitch.tv forward slash Wing Commander Nash, where he does happy hour uh, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Eight o'clock. <laughs> see, I'm plugging something other than Tartarus this time. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, yeah. I've three solid choices. Um. I definitely say two of those haven't been picked so far on the shows. <laughs> Me, Young and Commander Nash. Yeah, yeah, an interesting combination. Um, but yeah, yeah, good choices. Oh, I didn't ask you the the most important question, which is what I normally ask before the uh, the guests. But I've got to run me around this time because I've had a can of Heineken. So, um, what, what what are your position on uh, on nibbles when it comes to parties? Uh, well, seeing as it's Christmas. You'd have mm. to have the Pringles that were bought in six months prior, especially for Christmas. Okay. Because everybody has that. Um, and then there would be, you know, usual, you know, probably dry roasted peanuts. And I would go for tray after tray of pigs in blankets. Okay. Well, um, see, some people like uh, pineapple and cheese put together. Fuck that. No. No? You're not having that? No, I'd, I'd, I'd chuck a cheese board down. But yeah. not with pineapple. Pineapple's far too acidic. Mm. No, far you're right. Acidic. You're right. Yeah. Um, Mags was on one of these. He, he took about 25 minutes answering that question, as, as, you'd, as you'd imagine. Yeah, well, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, you, you didn't tell me this was going to be a question before, and so I didn't have time no, no, to I prepare. I, I, I didn't have time to prepare my dissertation on, <laughs> yeah. on, on my favourite food. But, yeah, I'll, I'll chuck a cheese board on as well. Okay. Uh, do you like blue cheese? Yes, I love the stuff. There'd be a couple of different types, but I'd stay away from like a, a Dolce Latte uh, style one because they're just a bit too strong for me. And the Danish yeah. blues, again, just too... It, it just smells like feet. Yeah. But I more so it's quite sour. I don't like cheese, to be honest. So. I think we had this discussion before on, on some podcast. Yeah, and, 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 you, and, you see, and you see the disappointment in my eyes every time you tell me that. But then, you know, if I didn't like cheese, I'd, I'd, I'd look better than I do now. So, Well, we always get a cheese board at Christmas, but don't eat it. So. See, I go through the four stages of eating cheese at Christmas. Mm. First stage is I'm eating cheese. Mm-hmm. The second stage is I'm still eating cheese. Yeah. The third stage is I've eaten too much cheese. Yeah. And the fourth stage is I'll just eat a bit more cheese. Okay. Um, That's how it goes. Do you take some port on board at the same time as well, or is that? Um... Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, my aim every Christmas is to get gout. I was gonna <laughs> say. <yeah. laughs> it's not Christmas without gout, is it? <laughs> no, you get that tingly sensation in your toes. That's not. Uh, that's not excitement. That's gout. It, it makes <laughs> it, it make driving home for Christmas a very different song. Yeah. <laughs> Driving home after Christmas, I can't feel my extremities. <laughs> oh, God. Right. We'll have to talk about wrestling then at some point. So this match, you, uh, I normally ask people when they pick matches. I was like, well, I just need to make sure that it's not a match we haven't covered on the show mm. already. And when you mentioned this, I thought I'd just double check. And you're like, it only happened. About a month ago. So. <laughs> it happened in July of this year. It was unlikely. And the fact that I'd never not heard of either of the wrestlers as well was probably a sign which we'd not covered it on the show. <laughs> uh, but you were at this event. Yes. Yeah, I've, um, I've picked uh, Liam Slater versus Leon Slater for the North title uh, from July this year. North Wrestling's biggest ever show, 700 people around about in the Walker Dome. Yeah. Um, I was there with uh, with Lauren, who's been on UTT a number of times, 
uh, Sam Rogers, who's infamous in our social circle. Mm-hmm. And, Definitely. And, yeah. and, and the same for Matt Butler, really. Yeah. <laughs> old Trey Butler there. Uh, there was a lot of red stripe had. Uh, it was a great event. Just start to finish, it was fantastic. Um, and I just wanted to see how it how it hold up and then introduce you to, in my opinion, two of the best in British wrestling at the minute. Well, yeah, I, I mean, famously, I'm I'm not really an oracle on on British or, or actually wrestling in general. I was going to say British wrestling, <laughs> but just rest, just wrestling in general, really. Wrestling after 1995. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd not heard of these these two guys. I'd heard of um, Leon Slater recently, after like you yeah. said, he signed for uh, Impact. Um, but before that, no, I'd not not heard of him. Yeah. They're quite well, tricky names, <laughs> which on commentary. Well, you can you can see at the start of the matches as well. At the start of the match as well, when the crowd are just just chanting Slater. Yeah, because we didn't know which we didn't quite know which one we were going to go for. Because this was a going in was yeah. a babyface versus babyface match. Yeah, um, Liam's had the title at this point for well over a year, four hundred odd days as champion. He's like, uh, and he was there from day one in North. Yeah, uh, my first North show was I think about uh, the eighth one they ever ran. Um, so I've been going for, going up there for a few years, and Leon. When this match aired, uh, sorry, when this match came about, he's 18. Yeah. But has just taken the wrestling world by storm in the last like two years. Um, he's been, he's won just this year. He's won Rev Pro's British J Cup, which I think um, you know they used to. That's been won like by like Jushin Liger. That's the, that's the sort of company he's keeping there. Yeah. He's a Japanese wrestler, Andy. <laughs> yeah, he's just glazed over. I know Justin Liger is. Yeah, he was that, he was that guy who was on NXT once. Yeah. Yeah, I was at that show as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's, he's won that for for Red Pro. He's been flown out flown over to America for GCW. He's debuted for uh, for New Japan itself um, when they ran their London show, and he's signed to Impact. And he's yeah. just turned 19. This kid will rule the wrestling world, given half a chance. Yeah, and he's amazing. Like said, Liam, Liam now is responsible for training um, just the, the sheer amount of people he trains through uh, through his school, Pursuit Pro Wrestling out of Sheffield. It's ridiculous. And you can always tell a Slater trainee. Yeah. Because the, the quality of work he puts in and the facility they've got down there is uh, is just ridiculous. But yeah, Liam's been knocking around for a good long while. Um, I think I saw him first wrestling about 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. But even then, he, he's only 30. Yeah. Which is sickening. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously he's portrayed, and this is the veteran, and the guy who's trained people in... Um, and he is, because yeah. he's been going like probably 15 years at this point himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but the uh, Vader Scott's on commentary as well. Yeah, Tom Campbell and Vader Scott. Yeah, Vader's a, a new addition to uh, to North in uh, I think in the last eighteen months because uh, the commentary team used to be Tom Campbell and Matthew Gregg from Botchamania. Yeah, uh, he's a, you know he's a local lad up there and uh, used to put the show. It was uh, he used to do the commentary. Live when it was in uh, when it was in the old venue that that sit up on the balcony, call the matches live, and Tom would have to run down backstage and come out yep. to the ring between and do that. It was a it was a bit of a weird setup, but yeah, I um, I really like Vader's commentary and and Tom's Tom's just a wonderful man. I'm, I'm I'm privileged to call him a friend. Like I said, I've been going to North that long, and he was one of the first people to sort of welcome me in there when I've taken a punt and gone on my own. Um, but yeah, it's it's great to see him getting the call from Impact as well to do the ring announcing. For, for three of the four shows. Yeah. Uh, Vader Scott famously is one of the, I think I'm blocked by three wrestlers. Vader Scott <laughs> and, uh, and a, uh, a chap and JBL. So, Mike uh, Bailey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so, so, you, so you must have been a, you must have been a cunt to Vader um, <laughs> to get the block from those two. And then JBL was just a bell end anyway. He, he blocked it. me for praising his commentary. Yeah, yeah. I made a, a simple fart joke, um, and uh, yeah, they, they both blocked me for some reason. So this was uh, the crass humour that you 
for Andrew. That's, it that's is, yeah. Yeah, that was obviously the, that was the final straw. The blocking that like. The fact that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I know I, I've heard her on commentary on various other stuff over the years, and she's always really good. I mean, I I enjoyed well, I've seen her wrestle a few times as well. She's yeah, I've, I've seen Vader and Mike Bailey wrestle in Sheffield, um, the old Trafalgar warehouse that Southside used to run. Yeah. Um, both really good. Mike Bailey's kick sound like Walter's chops. Okay. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, um, just to talk more on the on the background of this match, like I said, Lim's been around since day one, had a massive feud with the former champion Rory Coyle that, that spanned years. Um and then has you know has become the man reign for a year. And it's the whole teacher versus student thing, as they put over yeah. on commentary. Um so just a question for you on this one. Did you feel that commentary did it justice? That whole backstory and get it across? I, I think so. Yeah, because again, coming from the... I, I kind of understood the kind of story behind the match. And that was only by the commentators. So I'd not gone mm-hmm. and done any kind of research or anything like that. I was just watching the match. And you, you got across that vibe about the... You know, he's been champion for a long time. And then he was, he'd been training people. And, and he was the older kind of... Older statesman of the two, um, and then they they were kind of put over that the the run that Leon had been on, sort of coming into this match, and I was like the hottest guy around yeah. at that point. So yeah, inaug- inaugural tag, one of the one half the inaugural tag champs in uh, in North as well with uh, with man like Doris. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say with dubbing over the commentary, it really didn't do justice to how loud it was in that building. Okay. <laughs> Um, that took a bit of a hit. Obviously, you hear it at the end, there's, there's, and then throughout, there's huge pops where they sort of mute the commentary and, and let it through. But yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of red. I think we drank that place out of red stripe. <laughs> if I remember, or at least one, at least two of the bars ran out of red stripe. Yeah. <laughs> in that walk of home, yeah. Um, but it was even just the looks of the two guys, you know, Leon's gone for the big match body pain and then and up into his face and, and all that. And he's got like the white and gold gear. Yeah. And Liam just turns up here as he always does in his black shorts. Yeah. Cause yeah. He, he's very much a Shibata like just, I am a wrestler. Yeah. I know he is. He wrestled will... Orange Cassidy in the, on the, in AW last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Orange Cassidy, but it kind of, it kind of sickens me that you only associate him with, with, with that you only associate Shibata with Orange Cassidy. <laughs> um, but it, this match follows the kind of the, the good standard face versus face template, doesn't it? Where the match yeah. starts off, pals, a bit of, a little bit of tension. And then mm. everybody's kind of playing by the rules for a bit, and then one guy gets a bit more aggressive, and then the other guy follows up back, and then we end up properly fucking going for it. Then for the last sort of ten minutes of the match. Yeah, it's it, it's one thing I've always said. Like um, we've said it on on UTT, and I'm pretty sure you guys have said it on Bang Bang. When a match is billed as like a blood feud, yeah, you don't want to start with a lockup. They should be beating the fuck out of each other. This one, because it's a student and teacher and it's a face-versus-face match, it made sense to just sort of bask in in the audience for a minute yeah, and sort of build it up. And I always go back to this because the way this starts, when it's like little flurries of offence, but then punctuated with some technical mat wrestling or, or, a, or a submission hold or something like that, the sort of the peaks and troughs of that always reminds me of, of how Bret Hart used to work in the early 90s. When you look at his matches with Mr. Perfect and things like that, it's uh, obviously I'm not saying either of the you know either of these two guys are as good as what you know two of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But it's very it's very reminiscent of that, which is one of the things I absolutely love in yep. wrestling. But the, to me, this match blends a lot of that old school with some of the more more sort of athleticism based wrestling of like the newer style, and I think it blends it really really well. Yeah, that's when you see a lot of the really good modern stuff. Is you can tell they've watched those Bret Hart matches. They've got that sort of mm. template for those matches in mind, but they don't copy it move for move, blow for blow. Which yeah. I think um, 
we were talking, me and somebody over there were talking about some of uh, Punk's matches in AEW. <laughs> and a lot of those were almost shot for shot. Bret yeah. Hart tribute fucking matches, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, without that kind of, whereas it, like you said, you could tell in this, it does follow is you can you can see it's been inspired by those sort of kind of matches yeah. but they've done that but with a with a modern take on it it's like the, the, the very start of it is leon wants to go big and do all his athletic stuff but liam's not letting him yeah you know and, and he gives it you know he, he dodges the dodges the big thing and gives it the finger wag and then Liam tries to take it more map based and leon won't get drawn into it and he, he yeah. pops back and he's giving it the finger wag it's just some so simple um, quote unquote simple but it looked brilliant and then it just bursts into life and ends up with Leon hitting like a slingshot plancher you know Liam's tried to do something a bit flash and he's gone oh fuck it opening sweet and yes they're doing some of the like you know springboard back elbows and and stuff like that and and Leon going for the dive over the corner which just looks ridiculously impressive whenever I see him do it yeah but they managed to do all that and it still feels like a contest yeah it still feels like two blokes trying to win a match, which is what wrestling is at its heart. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about, though, is watching this back, quite early on, Liam hits um, quite a big pile driver. Yeah. And I just, I remember, I remember watching it at the time and just popping for the pile driver. But looking yeah. at, back at it, I'm thinking, fucking hell, that went, he went big really early. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because I don't, obviously, I don't watch a lot of indie wrestling mm. so again, you don't read even, even in in modern day wrestling you don't see the pile driver very often do you no. uh, and it's kind of you i mean nobody ever gets a pin on it i don't want to turn fucking uh yeah. <laughs> for that, but, Steve, but nobody Steve yeah, Steve, yeah, the, yeah Steve just text me to say that but yeah. um <laughs> but yeah but you still don't see it used very often do you mm. i didn't know whether yeah. that was a thing which it may, it may get used more on the on the um, indies but well, to, it, it surprised me enough i'll put it that way yeah yeah to pull it out sort of midway through the match but i thought commentary did a great job as well of saying that he was going he, that he was intentionally going big early to try and put it away yeah because liam finishes matches with a half crab and he, he's already started working the leg yeah and then if you're going to have a kick out of a move like a pile driver early on when you've not done any damage to your opponent kind of makes sense yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was happy with it. <laughs> yeah, and it makes sense from the point of view where he's trying to get an early finish because the longer the match goes on with the younger, fitter guy, he's gonna mm. he's gonna struggle. And they did it again uh, later on with like the the double sort of gut wrench power bombs and the DDT. Yeah. And this is all in like the first seven minutes. Yeah. Because I looked at the clock towards the end of this match and I said, "Fucking hell, this has been twenty minutes." Because it didn't yeah. feel like it. <laughs> On the, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the description because the match is up in, on YouTube uh, in full. Uh, but the whole video is like 29 minutes. Yeah. But actually, the match is, I think, just over, it's 20 and a bit, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, because there's a little video afterwards of his post match uh, chat and stuff. So <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that because I feature on that. <laughs> yeah. I was looking for you yeah. in the crowd and I couldn't see you anyway. Oh, mate. So as you, as you, look, at the, um, as you look at the ring, yeah. We're to the from where the camera is, we are to the right of hard cam. Okay. We were opposite the stage. And on yeah. certain angles, I'm wearing a bright white t shirt and I'm sat at the back. Yeah. And you can very much see me. And then you've got Matt Butler. So you've got me, Laura and Sam, Matt Butler. Yeah. And Matt Butler's where got a white t shirt underneath a blue like Hawaiian shirt. Of course he has, yeah. So so we are very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say, though, for all the athletic stuff that he does and, and all the holds and whatnot, and all the good stuff Leon does, Leon's running boot looks fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And it's just be, something... Yeah. Uh, go on. No, I'll say it would be interesting to see how he... Because is he going... Is he, is he moving over to the US? I, I don't know, to be honest, because Impact tend to tape one or two weekends a month. Yeah. So he signed to them, but he can still wrestle elsewhere. But it makes sense for him to do a few days in America around the impact tapings. Yeah. So whether he takes indie bookings over there or GCW are running or, or anything like that. Um, but usually with the way an impact, from what I understand, the way an impact deal is structured, 
they'll prioritize the impact tapings. Yeah. And then are free to work anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So you'll still be running, you'll still be working the Indies. Um, yeah. North helped out impact with the with their show in the Walker Dome at a turning point. Yeah. Um, and Leon defended the title on that uh, against Mark Askins. That's on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, so there is going to be sort of a working relationship. Leon will be on the North shows and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it'll be a, a cracking addition to, to the X Division, at least to start with. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Um, that's sort of the, the, I'm, I'm tired. Andy was late to recording by about half an hour. Um, <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning now. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it was the one thing that, that got me as well as news. Almost everything he did and then does from Liam Slater looks so smooth. But it's when he grabbed that um, that crucifix pin after the 450. Yeah. I just like I remember seeing it at the time thinking fucking hell and I watched it back tonight and just went fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. You can you can kind of tell that they've obviously spent a lot of time uh, in the past again if they have been in the ring together sort of training or but yeah. it, it all those kind of sequences were like you said smooth as fuck. They've already done them quite a few times. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Leon's finisher is a Swanton 450. Yeah. Which is ridiculous in itself and a beautiful move to see as you sort of see at the end of this match yeah but his um somebody called him out online on twitter and said oh this kid's gonna break his neck yeah or something like that and at 18 years old his response was don't practice until you get it right practice until you can't get it wrong oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah makes sense yeah yeah (laughs) but what a response you just like completely shut the guy down um uh yeah, and so I'm looking at my notes here. There's part of this match as well. There was Liam looked to go for an arm drag, stopped it midway, went through Leon's legs, brought his arms through, flipped him over, then did another transition. I think it was out of like a head scissors or something like that. Tried to grab the half crab. Leon rolled through that, and it was all sorts of like twisting and, and jockeying for position, only for Leon to get Liam's move on him instead yeah. in the half crab. And I was yeah. like, fucking hell, this is like world of sport at like two times speed. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a full pelt, pretty much, speed-wise. Yes. Um, but I liked as well, Leon did the, the handspring back elbow thing, which again looked great. And then the next time he tries it, Liam follows him in and catches the ankle. Yeah. And I just like, just little touches like that I fucking love, because it, even though obviously it's, you know, the, the, planned it out whatever for for a non-wrestler it's looking like oh he's learning you know he's learned from the mistake he's learned from yep. last time and again that all feeds into it feeling like a contest yeah and it makes sense yeah yeah um so i, I should really be asking you about this because everybody knows i'm gonna fucking love this match because i put it <laughs> forward um did uh, did anything stand out to you well any other spots are out it was there was a lot of again like you said a lot of move counter move it just plays into the storyline of the what you know the teacher and the and the pupil and the teacher trying to sort of prove that he's still got it and he's still the still the man and obviously being the champion as well mm. um and then you've got the like you said like sometimes the the pupil will get caught out but then the next time he's actually he remembers and then he's he's outsmarted the, the teacher which is kind of where we end up with by the time we get to the end um, yeah it was um, it was sort of bookended by pal drivers this match almost yeah because Liam hit the one earlier and then Leon uh, it was after um, there was a, there was a couple of points in this match I think the first one was when Liam was battering Leon with uppercuts in the corner yeah and then Leon, Leon caught him with a blue thunderbomb that's when the crowd started to turn. Yeah. That's when Liam started to go full bastard. Yeah. But then he like yeah. held on to the crab for the far count. And that yeah. was when you, you heard Tom on commentary go, Liam, let go. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I remember if, that. As, as if he was talking to him. Yeah. Um, oh, I've just lost it. In the, That was it. The uh, the proper bastard move was when they were setting up for like the Japan style strike exchange. And yeah. Liam just booted his knee. Yeah. And just yeah. fuck you. And then Leon hits that massive pile driver where he gets him up over his shoulder. Yeah. 
like bent over backwards over his shoulder and just wallops him down. It looked, it blew the roof off yeah. that place. That's when you really heard the proper noise. I bet it was like, loud in there, yeah. I was just sat, I, even watching it tonight, I was sat in my chair just going, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Um, what did you reckon to Leon's uh, dive over the corner uh, corner post? Uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was free. I mean, does he do a lot of, obviously did quite a few hi-fi moves in this, but there's that, is that part of his arsenal, the sort of hi-fi and stuff over the top rope and does he pull those sort of things out most matches? Um, is that just for... It, it does, it, it generally does the corner spot, yeah. Yeah. He'll do that in, in, a, in a fair few of his matches. He doesn't do a massive amount from the top rope. Yeah. Although to be honest, the most most times I've seen him, it's been in a room where it's not high enough to do a vast amount from the top row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it, I've seen the Walker Dome's the highest ceiling I've seen him work with. I've, but other than that, it's been like breweries and social clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the the HMV in Coventry. Um, but yeah, he, he can basically basically do everything. It's it's ridiculous. Like he's he's a tall kid. Yeah. He's a probably he's probably about six foot. Yeah, he looked um, tall. Yeah, but the way when he does that dive, when he does the swans on four fifty, the yeah. way he manages to tuck himself and make himself so compact. Yeah, it's it, it almost looks like that's then giving him extra momentum as he comes out in out of the move. Yeah, yeah, extra force coming down. Yeah, yeah. but it always amazes me when you do these moves, especially in like smaller venues, because you got to get that. Like when he's that, you know, the planche over the top rope, whatever. If you got to get that right, because if you if you over shoot that by just a little bit you're mm-hmm. going to be in someone's fucking lap aren't you basically <laughs> that, that, has, that has nearly happened a couple of times yeah <laughs> in fact I remember when North's previous venue which um, I won't name because they treat the staff like shit um, Kip, uh, Kip Sabian was wrestling a match there Yeah. and I was shit faced and there was no barriers Yeah. literally right up to the ring and I was too drunk to move in time yeah. And he landed on my foot, but I had an ingrown toenail at the time. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, it, it didn't hurt on the night because I'd had plenty of liquid anaesthetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next morning I woke up and I was just like, I put some daft to it. I was like, no, it's a self when a wrestler dad fucking move. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah. You know, a wrestler, a wrestler landing on your, on your ingrown toenail really hurts. And yeah. I just went, and like basically just apologised. You know, sorry, Kip Sabian. And I got, I got, I can't remember if it was a tweet or a message, but it was like, I'm really sorry I landed on your foot. I'm like, why are you apologising to me? Yeah. I should have got out the fucking way. It surely well, landed nice on my foot and done more damage to you. Yeah, it was nice of him. Yeah. That's why I'm always happy he got his big, big sort of deal to AEW, even though it's not really, not really panned out for him. No, I liked when he had a box on his head for six months. That was his. Uh... <laughs> Although, who does he is, he, is he, does he, is he married to or he's going out with, um... Uh, Penelope Ford, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they're married. So, it worked out for him once. It's done all right, aren't they, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgive him, you can forgive him for getting, for landing on your foot, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, getting to the end of the match, Liam goes, like, full cheating and, and pushing the ref into the ropes, and... Uh, and stuff like that, but one of the, there's a couple of times in this where I was, if I was being like hypercritical and, and you know proper nerdy wrestling, I was like, oh well, Leon's not selling his knee there or whatever. Don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, Mate, I watched but, Survivor Series '93 last night, so oof. I think you're uh, you're okay. <laughs> From a critical point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the one one move that still confuses me, it confused me on the night and it's confused me now, is when Liam goes for the superplex on Leon. And they do like a twist in midair, but they both hit the canvas at the same time. I'm like, who did that hurt? Yeah, who was that supposed to be? I obviously hurt both of them. Yeah. But but yeah, they did that. And then we got the the little tribute to Flair and Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that those kicks somehow... Even though he's catching him with his thigh, that looks like it hurt more. Yeah. It's just a thigh of the face. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in this match would look like it hurt yeah. quite a lot. I don't think they were afraid to uh, no. go a bit snug, shall yeah. we say. <laughs> but just, if you know you're putting on a 
quality match, then it's like, well, actually, you you'll you know you don't mind. Take the lumps. Yeah, yeah. So he's putting his, I have he's, to ask his, then. he's putting the kid over as well, and he so it's like, well. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. What do you think of that Swanton 450? Oh, it is quite spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, on the back of that, with um, you know, with him getting called out for shit like that. Um, yeah. Do you follow or have you seen Crowbar on Twitter? Yeah, I think he follows. I think he follows the podcast on Twitter. Yeah, where he's like, he gives great like analysis and critique and whatnot. Yeah. And after this dude called Leon out for it, Crowbar saw the video. I think it was Crowbar and Lance Storm were talking about it, and they're just yeah. like, "Yeah, that form's perfect. He's never gonna hurt himself on that." No. <laughs> so just like, I'll take their opinion over this dude. That's quite impressive to have kind of got that that polish at the age of eighteen. It's, like, it's how long have you been doing it for <laughs> um, I don't know it's British wrestling probably since he was like nine I'm <laughs> going to say yeah but yeah. I've, I've, spe- I've spoken to people who've wrestled with him and have, have had him on shows um, you know as promoters and, and everything no one has a bad word to say about him everything no. I've heard he, he's just he's a, he's a ridiculously talented wrestler um, but he's actually he's, he's not let any of it go to his head he's a really nice humble kid mm. and just and, looks- an, and, and an absolute grafter yeah and he looks like he looks a million dollars, doesn't he? You know, he's got yeah, the whole uh, the whole package yeah, really. Yeah. And above all else, he's fucking handsome as well. I know, the bastard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that because I met him at the last North show. He was a really nice dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Which want is... you want to hate him, but you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Though? But when you see people like that again, you know, give it 10, 15 years in the business, you might um. He might change, but he'd like to think not. Nah, I hope not. Um, like I say, he's got a massive future, and I fully expect to see him in uh, in one of the, the in one of the other major companies outside of Impact. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Very soon, but well, you know, Impact have got a working relationship with with New Japan. Um, they're not shy about letting talent work elsewhere if that means going over to AEW. Yeah, and he's got to be on WWE's radar. You think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I reckon so. I reckon so. Um, and he even cuts a decent promo, as we see after the match. Yeah, he gets, the end, the, yeah. He gets the three with a swan on four fifty. Um, and uh, there's a few things I really liked about this. Um, uh, the guy who presented the belt to him, and, uh, who was there to present the belt, is uh, Andrew Bowers. He's the promoter. Okay. Um, he's been running it since day one. Again, super nice bloke. Spoke to him on many occasions. Just absolutely sound. Yeah. Um, but the first person out to celebrate with him is his tag partner, uh, Doris. I did wonder who that was when he came running. I thought it was somebody yeah. coming in to attack him. <laughs> but again, no, uh, Doris, again, he, he's, I saw him wrestle probably five or six years ago yeah. on a village show in Rickle, which is a tiny little village between York and Selby. Okay. About 25 people in the crowd. And even then you could see he had something. Yeah. And he's another one who's been flown out for GCW and all sorts with, uh, with Leon. Yeah. Um, I'm desperate for those two to wrestle for the North title. I feel like that's a story that's going to be told. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Liam's obviously got the belt and does the whole thing of quite literally passing the torch. Yeah. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. And he kind of steps aside outside the knee and, you know, lets everybody else he, get he, in the he, ring. He literally, he literally, he literally yeah. just left. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just walked out and then we didn't see him for like two months at North yeah. or three months. It was mad. Um, but did you catch, because Leon does the whole, you know, the, it's the Babyface Championship promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the second time he said fuck. Yeah. There was a that's not PG chant. Okay, yeah. And he gives like a cheek, he gives like a little shit look. Because <laughs> um, this, this, was, this was North's first PG show. Okay. Normally, normally it's adults only. Because um, it's in a you know it's in a brewery it's late on a Saturday or whatever. Uh, it was me that started that. That's not PG. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> hey, there's, always, me- there's always one person in the crowd on there. Uh... I was many pints in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you didn't swear during the match. I, 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 I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played the fifth of tequila. Yeah, well I'm sure fucking Trey Butler did. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we all did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I like that little that sort of just cements it at the end, doesn't it? Like he's he's pretty good on the mic as well. So he's got yeah, he's got everything. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, bastard, yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you find your first sort of foray into British indie wrestling? It was good. I saw another little, um, I think there was another clip. Have they wrestled again since, or, or was it just another... Um... Not Leon and Liam, no, they've not had another match. Okay, because there was another YouTube clip. It might just be another presentation of I think they, they, did a, they did a pre-match uh, sort of VT thing where they did the whole rundown of, of the history between the two. Okay. Uh, that itself um, is worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but um, there's plenty on there. I think the, if there's a match on there, Leon Slater versus uh, Peter Tahani, yeah. who's uh, one of the major ones in WXW over in Germany. Yeah. That, I was there for that one as well at, at Anarchy Brewery. That was well worth a watch. Yeah. I've just gone to my YouTube and the first one. I was going to say, you're about, searching for it. Yeah. The first one just come up with something about Jimmy Savile. So. That's not, oh, yeah. That wasn't what I was searching out north. That was just what came up on my, on my, <laughs> when I logged into my YouTube. So, um, um, and King Kong Bundy on working with Hulk Hogan. The first one that comes and, uh, up for me is another match I was there for, which is Scotty Too Hotty versus Joe Hendry. Oh, that came up when I was looking for other matches after this. Uh, this match yeah um what else have we got we're just looking through my youtuber thing now <laughs> <laughs> um oh dear yeah I won't, I won't tell you what that was right um yeah that's so um <laughs> we'll edit that out um so uh yeah i mean a good choice um these christmas specials tend to be some people went to it into different spirit than uh than others i think some people this year have taken it as a chance to make me watch something really bad that they that they know so this is uh this is a nice nice little change something really and good yeah, I, 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 I figured i figured other members of the bang bang universe would be uh, a bit less kind so yeah i thought yeah. i'd try and bring you around to british wrestling mate thank you very much thank you very much now i'm sure everybody knows where to to find you but i'll give you a moment to reel off your list of uh, wares and, and accomplishments <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me i'm over on twitter at dan griffin 21 uh, if you want to hear more of me talking about stuff i'm on unbooking the territory at utt podcast where we talk about the first and last of wrestling and our various side projects i don't know which ones will be going on when this airs so yeah. I, I won't list them off now uh, i'm also over on sjp world media where i do the doctor who pod with side powell looking at one episode or serial per doctor per series and just chatting about nerdy shit and then i'm also on the volley with my strike partners the magnificent matt lewis and connor from connor knows footy doing alternative premier league commentary but if you watch this match on youtube and you like it um subscribe to the north youtube channel they do have a patreon as well go for that if you're in the area or you want to get up there get to anarchy brewery go to the shows i've been going there for five years and it's it's a fantastic crowd it's always a great show and just watch north oh they're also yeah. on fight tv as well uh, if you have okay. uh, fight plus yeah i got fight plus. i got um i watch aw on fight so it should be on there shouldn't it uh there's aw plus through fight and then there's fight plus so i don't know okay. which ones which okay one, i'll have which. a look i'll have a look um we should probably do that at some point next year we'll be doing these meetups to watch pay-per-views on tv whatever we should probably try and do a meetup to go and watch match or live wrestling yeah, that'd be brilliant. That'd be a good um, show, wouldn't it? There's plenty, you know, there's there's plenty in Leeds. Newcastle probably a bit far for for yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I wouldn't travel any further than uh, than Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle's um, in, in my head. Newcastle's even further than Scotland, to be honest. But uh, not, I don't think we've got any Geordies. It's several. I don't think we have. We might have, but apologies if there are any Jordans listening to the show. There's plenty of promotions around about Leeds, Birmingham. There's even a uh, good few around Bristol, Gloucester area. There is, yeah. Yeah, and obviously Dave Mercer, you who feature on one of these shows, made a comeback a few weeks ago. Uh, special yeah. guest referee in a match. Um, so I'm sure he'll tell, you, tell us all about that when he appears on one of these episodes, which might have already happened, because I've got no fucking order <laughs> to put out yet. So you might be listening to this in Easter. I don't know. But um, but go and check out the episode with Dave Mercy. Um, but I'm not plugging his stuff because it's not his show. So, right, um, <clears throat> mate, thank you. Always a pleasure. 
and uh, guys will be back tomorrow probably unless this is christmas eve with another bang bang podcast christmas cracker uh take care and see you soon bye bye Help, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk! I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Oh, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater. I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas.